Siri, sync my audio up. <laughs> Cortana. <laughs> Is that the Microsoft one? Yeah. That's silly. It's the lady from Halo. Oh. Isn't that depressing? Yeah, it is depressing. It's the sexy Wait, which came robot first? Right, Halo. Oh, God. Yep. Ugh. Yep. No and more technology. In Halo, she goes crazy because AIs have like a shelf life to them. Mm. So she becomes like this genocidal evil robot thing. Huh. And that's what they decided <laughs> to make their text-to-speech program or whatever the hell you use those things for. Jesus Christ. Cortana, what's the weather? Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever used Cortana, so. <laughs> it's a cool name, though. Yeah. Just like Pillows on the Windows. Yeah. The movie podcast. Pillowspodcast at gmail.com is the email address. I'm going to start saying it at the beginning of the show rather than the end. Hello, Carly. Hey there. Carly, we have a surprise. What's that? Or you have a surprise. Oh, I do. Oh, uh. What a caffeinated surprise card. Take me through it. Well, okay, so yeah, I okay, so I I I I this is V2. V1 Ooh, was V8. just okay. V1 was just um a like a, it was called highball caffeine seltzer or something. Basically, I'm trying to find a caffeine drink. That doesn't make it sound like I have to be like <laughs> the owner of a large truck or something. I'm trying to find the ones wow. that are marketing towards me. That's depressing. I wouldn't want to do that car. I would rather that than like I have to be like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of so. I actually did take a picture of one of the other ones that was at the store that just terrified me wait, 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 wait. i could find it quick so basically right first i got the can we introduce one. what we're talking about oh yeah i got a caffeine beverage <laughs> yes i challenged you to get a drink you wouldn't normally get and do a taste test on the show yeah and i i didn't specify that it had to be an energy drink but it seems like that's the road we've gone down yeah that seems more fun okay so okay. this is another one that i saw at the store okay c4 Superhuman Ooh. performance, yeah. energy, yeah. Carno something, beta power, awaken yeah. your super something. Like, I just, that can't, I can't do that. Yeah, it's just powder. You're so powerful, <laughs> yeah. it's powder. It's also, I just, I can't, I can't be associated with that brand. It's just not going to work. C4, dude? Yeah. It's explosive <laughs> diarrhea. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I got the seltzer one, but that didn't seem fun enough. Yeah. So I went back to the story the other day. Should Return I name trip. the product? Yeah, yes. What is our sponsor? Uh, our sponsor is <laughs> it's not our sponsor. a really difficult logo to read. I okay. think it's Alani New or maybe Alani ZC. Kind of impossible to tell. Okay. Um, and it's Hawaiian shaved ice flavor, which I thought sounded kind of fun. <laughs> Have you tasted it yet, Car? No, okay. let me crack it open. I'm also, I have to go for a run after this, and I'm hoping my little heart just explodes. Yeah, me too. Okay, here we go. Um, huh. <laughs> Take me through a car. Take me through it. Okay. So, it, like, the, I like the flavor of it. It does remind me of, do you remember I used to have that shaved ice thing? The machine that was super loud, but fun? 
Mm. Oh, your bread maker. Yeah, I, I am with you. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> Basically, I like the flavor of shaved ice, and that reminds me of one of the syrups it's that no, I would use with it. It's no flavor of shaved ice. <laughs> well, I like the, the syrup that goes with the shaved ice. Okay. Um, and that's what it tastes like. But then you get that end note of, I guess, Touring. the taste of caffeine or whatever, yeah, which is chemical. weird. Like it, it's just a weird, like kind of buttery uh, flavor. I don't mind that at all. Do you think they just took shaved ice syrup and prepackaged it as freaking new lifestyle energy drink? Yeah, it seems to be like very marketed towards girl and like okay, yeah. someone who would care. Well, okay, because what I was kind of looking for was... You're talking you so faster than normal. <laughs> it's not from that. I'm just still amped up from the work day. Okay. Um, have you heard of Celsius before? Carly, I don't want to ruin anything, but there's yeah. a reason I have that we'll uh, figure out at the end of this podcast. But yes, <laughs> okay. I have heard of Celsius. Okay, well, Celsius, I know it from like people I follow on Instagram who live in LA oh seem God. to drink a lot of Celsius. What? Shut this podcast down. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Which people I think use as like. I think people use it as pre-workout and this is kind of selling that same thing to me. Like there's like B12 and B6 and niacin and potassium, etc. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it tastes oh, health food. medium to bad. Okay. That's like a pre-covery. Sure. Okay. The idea of pre-workout also seems like a terrible one, but who am I to judge? I've had a coffee before I've gone for a run before. Am I going to die? No, I feel like that's just so much less caffeine right beforehand. Like this is 200 milligrams. Isn't a cup of coffee like 100? (laughs) Carly, 200 milligrams? Jesus. Well, you're you're the one who told me to get the most caffeinated beverage I could ever get. I don't want you to die. (laughs) I don't want you to be up at three in the morning thinking about Celsius, dude. (laughs) I'm not going to finish this. I can tell you that. Um, Very good. Yeah. Well, when you okay, need how much caffeine up. in a cup of coffee? 95, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Okay, well, we're here to talk about movies now that Carly's <laughs> all full of energy. I'm drinking a Starbucks freaking cold and crafted drink. And we're here to talk about films, and we have a lot of Ethan Hawke to cover. Boy, do we ever. I was thinking maybe a great exp into spirited away into hamlet how does that work for you okay yeah i like breaking it up yeah Yeah. so far yes great expectations um yeah i had a really fun time it was kind of like exactly what i expected it to be i guess Mm, it was much more unintentionally humorous to me (laughs) than i expected i think yeah can you name one of the moments of unintentional humor um, probably the 90 minutes of this movie where people are telling <laughs> Ethan Hawke that he's a great artist and he keeps drawing yeah. crazy pictures. It's like when Ringo Starr does his Microsoft paint paintings. What is happening? <laughs> See, I liked that. I feel like whenever there's like an artist in movies, it's like the most nondescript just like straight up drawing that anyone could do. Or you know what I mean? Like there's never any like style to <laughs> Oh, no, I feel like they at least like chose an avenue of like, it's not just like a realistic still life or something. I don't know. It's just such a dramatic 
the scene where he's in, you know, he's sketching. Love it. Yes. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. And she's like being sultry and he's drawing like giant, crazy caricature Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> pictures. It's like, huh. I love the scene that follows it where the guy goes over there and it's just like. When Hank Azaria is like, man, Ethan Ogg, you are a great artist. And man, it's weird that I'm cheating on Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Yeah. Subtext here, Car, is this is uh, uh, a Quran. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Quaron. Quaron. I think. Ah, I don't know. This is an elf, and uh, this is pre-Harry Potter, Car, before he really broke into uh, art with Harry Potter 3. Into the Deathly art. Hallows. This is uh, uh, Great Expectations, set in Florida from the 90s. Sorry, Ethan Hawking. Yeah. This is a fun, like, two for both from the Ethan Hawke standpoint. And, like, both of these were things I had to read in high school that I actually enjoyed. Sure. Okay. Very nice. Spirited Away and Great Expectations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I, uh, as far as, like, an adaptation, I think this is really interesting. hmm I think Florida is a really cool and good-looking place to put this. It makes so much sense with, uh, what's the lady's name? Oh, Miss Havisham? Yeah. Like that, she makes sense as a Florida person to me. Yes, totally. In like an old, like swampy manner with all the, yeah, that worked really well. I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, that's all the good things I have to say about Great Expectations. (laughs) Can we talk about Robert De Niro? She was fine. Yeah, she's fun. She's so pretty. Yeah, Sure. I, I, you know, I could not describe Gwyneth Paltrow's like acting style to you. I don't think. I'm trying to think. Well, okay, I, I actually do think she's a really good actor. I'm, I'm not arguing with you, but I have no evidence to support that. I guess on my end, I think she's very good in Royal Tenenbaums. And oh, that is her. Okay. Yeah. Iron Man and... three. I feel like that's like the outlier where she's really playing against type and then yeah. like everything else is like her just as type a uh, pretty wealthy person. But she's so good at it. And she's like the other one that I really like. Oh, and she's in um seven, which I think she's pretty good in. Um, What's in the box? Right, right. OK. <laughs> <laughs> and I think uh, talented Mr. Ripley. She's like so extremely talented or charming in. Haven't seen. Um, I do actually like her in Iron Man. I think she's good for that role in those movies. But, you know, what's her name? Uh, Potts. <laughs> I think I get it's Parker a... Posey and Pep, Pep, Pepper. Peregrine. Pe- <laughs> Miss Peregrine's Home for Extraordinary Teens. <laughs> Gwyneth's. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Great Expectations was all right. I could not handle Robert De Niro in this movie at all, Car. So crazy. I could not. So bad at like that, you know, the first half, Robert De Niro. Yeah. I was like, what am I watching? I have an inkling that Robert De Niro might be a terrible actor. Uh, we can come back to that. Uh, I disagree. Yeah. Second half. I th- I was actually into it. There's like this mm-hmm. five minute part of this movie where it's like a, it just becomes like this like 70s thriller mm-hmm. sort of. And I was like, whoa. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I like the entire sequence on the train is insane to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you're watching just someone die in Ethan Hawke's arms. It's mm. just so it's oh, such a long time to spend on that. And I think like the way that they shoot all of that is really cool, too. And I think the part in his uh, like studio slash apartment before that is also pretty fun. Yeah, I'd agree with yeah. that. That was maybe the highlight of the movie for me, honestly, just because, you know, the drama was they were ratcheting up all the drama in that moment because I didn't really care about Ethan Hawke otherwise in this movie. Not as a person, not as an actor, but as a character. Yeah, it's a tough one where it's like he's I like being around his character, but I don't like particularly empathize with him all that much. Yep. The one part that I thought was super, super effective in just like facilitating secondhand embarrassment slash anxiety is when like uh, his sort of what stepdad sort of thing shows up to the um, to his um, what's it what's that called? Like gallery opening. Um, And everyone's sort of finding out that he makes up all of these stories that I like really really landed and made me super uncomfortable and i thought they did that really well but you you could almost like spin a movie out of that whereas that's like two minutes of this movie where uh i feel like there wasn't a lot of impact from that you know yeah they like talk it out outside and then you never see that character again it's just like yeah but that might be a fault of you know i haven't read great great expectations in 15 20 years so i don't know Yeah, I really don't. I should go back and read it. Like, I was trying to remember how all of this fit together. And honestly, like, the only thing I can really remember is Miss Havisham and, like, the visuals there, which I, again, I think they did a good job with that. And in the book, isn't that the one where there's two endings? Whoa. You're thinking of Clue, the movie. No. (laughs) Um, I'm also thinking of Clue, the movie. I'm glad we're in sync. I think it's the caffeine car. So I think in the book, if I remember correctly, there is a happy ending and a sad ending. And like they just put them both in there. And I was so curious if they were going to do the same thing in the movie. I was kind of disappointed that they didn't. Oh, that would have been cool. It would have been super cool because yeah. I think we got the happy one, essentially. But yeah. Yeah, like uh, insanely so or just like uh, everything worked out OK in the end. You know, it's like mm-hmm. storybook ending. Um what, how did you feel about the way this movie looked, Car, in general? Like I really thing. liked the green. I knew about the green going in the because, green. as I mentioned, part of the reason to watch this was I watched the Vogue video with Gwyneth Paltrow where she talks. The outfit that she was talking about is when she's wearing that green set where it's like she's in the park. And it's like a button down oh. that she has like slightly opened up and then like matching green silky pants. Um, and she was talking about how, like, when she was signing up to do the movie, Alfonso was like, everything's going to be green. And she was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then, like, truly, absolutely everything was green. And that's fun. I like commitment to <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Like to a color? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also said, put birds in every... There need to be more birds. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be green and birds. Where are my 20 additional birds for this scene? <laughs> And that was cool. But yeah. uh, I don't know. There's like a made for TV. It's like a really well made made for TV movie type of vibe yeah. for me where it looks really good, but it feels like it's being kept back by something. I don't know if that's like technology or budget 
or something, but it didn't seem like they were able to capitalize necessarily on what they were going for. It also, everything feels so incredibly staged. Like nothing ever feels even close to real, which is like, I think it's kind of fun and it kind of works, but it doesn't quite feel intentional either. Yeah. And it, it made it hard for me to get absorbed into this movie, but, um, it's like, I can I can rag on it all day, but I of the movies that I haven't really loved this one, I felt a connection to like I I wanted to like it. Yeah, it's really like, I don't know, like humanistic, like it feels like they were pouring themselves into this movie in a way like they wanted to make it. And it's kind of non-standard. And I'm like, yeah, I'm here for that. I just didn't think it was I didn't have a connection to it. Yeah, I think like the. You know, there's always like that one letterbox comment that like every review includes. And this one's <laughs> is like, this is so 90s, but it really yeah. is. And it's like in the nicest way possible. It's super like cozy and feels so silly, but so genuine at the same time. Like, yeah, I I just thought it was a really nice time. And I do really like the story. I think it's a fun one. No, yeah. the Yeah. And like I said, I think this is an interesting way to retell that story. but. uh uh, Robert De Niro going, whisper, whisper. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know about this one. He's so bonkers at the beginning. Like, how is he just laying in the water? What's going on there? Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> the birds clue. helped him. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, should we move on to anime car? Sure. Okay. Spirited away. Car, we made it to the top of the mountain and now we're sliding down for the rest no, of the. Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo, Ponyo. Sorry. Well, and my point is. Wind rises, nice. right? Sure, whatever. Um, yeah. this, is, <laughs> this is the Ghibli movie. Mm-hmm. If you're between the ages of what? 18 and 25. Well, something. I think it's also the Ghibli, just like from a revenue standpoint, right? Sure. Yeah, that makes the most sense. This is like the one. It's weird to think about this coming out in 2001. Before all the other Ghibli movies that I've seen that we haven't watched yet as part of this, like it's a weird timeline for me. It going like it feels like the other stuff was there before. Yeah, or just like, I don't know, because it's so prominent. This movie, it just feels like it came out later, like I I've been aware of it. I don't know. It's hard to describe, but. Yeah, yeah, 2001 just feels like a really long time ago. It is a super long time ago. It, <laughs> We're getting old. Yeah, I don't know. I guess what I'm just saying is it feels modern still. Like it doesn't feel like an old. Oh, movie. sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's not dated at all. No. Well, should we get into my problems with Spirit? <laughs> okay, here we go. No, Buckle up, know. everyone. Uh, well, I mean, it's like an incredible movie, but um. It. I wish this movie felt the way the first 10 minutes feel for the whole thing, Mm. because it's so mysterious and like it's just this tone that you don't really see in any movie, let alone like a a cartoon, Um, which is kind of like. Quiet menace attached to like mystery in a new environment type of thing. It's kind of fantastical, but the parents are there. So it's I think it's supposed to feel like 
you know, nothing's going to happen, but there's this like urgency from the main character. this like nervousness. I love that so much. I love that too, but I, I don't think I could handle that. Like <sighs> the feeling of the first, however many minutes of this movie is both like so exciting and makes me just want to die. Like it is yeah. so bad feeling yeah. and like the soundtrack throughout this is amazing but yeah. the piano at the beginning is so haunting <laughs> and so scary yeah. and like i'm so relieved when we get to the part where she's crossing the bridge because i know it's gonna be okay after that but like yeah the first few minutes are just awful awful but in like a very successful way love it but then you know the movie happens and i think they replace a lot of that with like humor and like levity and like cuteness uh and that just it doesn't work for me as well if only because i liked the initial tone way more than that you know yeah it's just like i just really think that would be an unbearable movie if they didn't do (laughs) that may be true that's fair uh um i guess and maybe it just kind of gets into the Pixarification of all movies where everything has to be a bureaucracy or a business, you know, like it's the same. It's like Monsters, Inc. It's a business going to work. Spirited Away, it's a business going to work. It's the bathhouse. There's crazy stuff happening, but it's kind of funny because it's my job and it's like a nine to five. Like it's a thing again. And that's not Spirited Away's fault. Uh, I'm just so sick of that framing device in kids movies where everything has to be framed that way. Yeah, I think this one just feels so like you can tell that the intentions are different. Like, I think it's very aware of that. Like, I don't I feel like there's probably some really good analysis of like what Miyazaki is saying with that. Whereas like every Pixar movie just feels like it's adults making it. So they make it about things that adults know. And that's work. Right. (laughs) California, I guess. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Whereas this like, okay, so I went back um, and listened to um, a podcast episode that I listened to about this movie before. And it's just like, it's one of the better podcast episodes ever. Like, it's just three people who love this movie so, so, so much and have like really good um, insights into it. And they were talking about how like, when you're a kid, one of the nicest, most comforting things, as long as it's not like a true chore, is like to be given a little task to do and you feel like you're contributing and it can be like very... um I don't know. I think it can be like very calming and it feels yeah. like that's more of the energy is like she's just trying to find a way into an ecosystem that's not like constantly terrifying. Um, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, so then she gets to like, like I, the first part that really rings to um, to that for me is like that scene when it's a bunch of girls just like um taking the rag and like running yep. up and down the yep. floor and yep. she's like bad at it but she's like oh, okay i can I'm kind trying. of do this and that's fine <laughs> yeah yeah and i think it helps that the uh the boss is i think a really great character that you is not really a bad guy or not an antagonist necessarily i don't know it's one of those characters where i respect when someone is a really good business person in a role like that, you know? Yeah, but, I think it helps a lot that she isn't... Like, she is mean. I think, like, that's yeah, fair to she's say. She's running a business, though, Car. 
and like, yeah, when the like stink guy shows up, she like turns on the like, okay, here's how we're going to handle this sort yeah. of thing, which is really nice. I, I love that. Yeah, she's not incompetent at all. No, she's got a business to run. Yeah. And that business involves turning parents into pigs and then cooking them. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and yeah. having a weird giant baby for some reason. And also a sister that looks exactly like her as if yeah. to just confuse the audience for some reason. Yeah. I don't understand that whole plot arc at all. Still. The sister existing or that she looks exactly the same? Um... Just that whole like half hour of this movie is so gummy to me. I don't know. It's just like it sets up my favorite scene in the whole movie with the train ride. But yeah, um, I don't get a lot out of the plot of this movie about halfway through until the end. Like, especially like uh, I feel like there's supposed to be so much payoff with the dragon and her realizing who the dragon was and all that. But it just doesn't hit for me. And I don't know if that's just I'm allergic to the Ghibli plot machinations at this point or what. But um, I, I I don't know. It, this movie loses steam in the second half, I feel like. I disagree on almost every front, except for <laughs> the place where it really loses steam for me at the end is... When she has to do the final test, it just feels so like. <laughs> like we, we have to end the movie now. Yeah, exactly. Like it yeah. feels like the worst screenwriter could come up with that. And it's just like not in line with, I think, the quality of the rest of the movie where you're like, okay. even though I think it is strange and like maybe doesn't. It is strange that they go to the sister's house and like it doesn't feel like a part of the rest of the movie but i think there's like very nice moments in it and it sort of makes sense that she would like go on a little mini journey by herself because the rest of the movie is like her with any one of like 15 side characters um (laughs) like now she it's just her and the little mouse guy and the fly or whatever which are super cute um and they make the (laughs) hair tie which is really nice <laughs> it's true. Uh not to play my hand, but I just think like in uh say Ponyo, you have that same kind of third act where there's a journey that the main character is going on, but I feel like that works so much better. They tie it so much better into not that either of these movies really has a plot per se, but I think it works better in Ponyo. It feels more integrated. Mm. I don't remember Ponyo well enough. Like this is the yeah. only one that I've seen enough times where like it's sort of ingrained. It's like very episodic spirited mm-hmm. way. And that's good or bad. You know, I think to me it's good. I like yeah. I do. I know we already talked about the workplace thing, but I like the idea that it revolves around these different tasks that have to have to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, there's going to be the stink one and, you know, there's going to be no face. And right. Yeah. I don't know. Because like, like when. When the stink demon part is happening, I was I was like consciously thinking the pacing in this is fantastic because it just keeps you glued to the screen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not like there's any like character interactions even happening during this part. It's just basically people doing their job, but it's so much fun mm-hmm. to watch and it's so creative and the imagery is so cool to look at. And you have this really nice payoff with all that. 
Um, and then I was Dunk. like, Oops, <laughs> I was wrong. The pacing actually isn't good because after that, then it kind of like goes all kitty wampus and you kind of lose some of that. But I mean, there are parts of this movie I just think are like some of the best Jubilee has ever done. Um, I just don't think I feel that way about the movie overall, maybe. Hmm. I feel like this is. It's so hard to say because like I can't actually go back to my mindset each time I've seen it. But I genuinely feel like each time I've watched this, I like it more like or at least like I just can't remember liking it as much as I do. Yeah. And I think part of that is like some of the plot lines that totally did not make sense to me as a kid or like at least emotionally now work. Like I don't think the um, I didn't really get the plot line with the river dude. Yeah. I feel like until, you know, I saw it as a teen or adult. Right. And now, like, I really, really like that part. And I think it's really, really <laughs> nice. And like, maybe my favorite part of the movie. Aww. But I don't know. I just like this time. I think the thing that just always like amazes me is how like full the world feels like it just yeah. feels like it's completely, completely built out. And there's a million things going on behind the scenes that would be just in as fun and as adventurous as like what we're seeing on screen. Right. And like, I don't know, it's just crazy. Like, it's so cool. There's so many different, not tropes, but like things that you would see in some sort of fantasy that are all wrapped into one. I don't know. It just, yeah, I just, I'm amazed by it each time I see it. You want to follow the onion guy, see what's going on with him this whole time. Yeah, exactly. The radish. Yeah. <laughs> the radish spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's cool. Uh, yeah, he is cool. And you got Max Goof as the the guy. So that's fun. Huh? I was, the whole time we were watching, I was trying to figure out who the voice actor was for the the guy that's helping her. And it's Max Goof, Goofy's son. So I also had a who is this. And yeah. my one that I found out is Kovu from The Lion King 2. Simba's pride. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Is that the same guy I'm talking about? Are you talking about the river spirit? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. James Marsden? Yes. Yep. That's Kovu. Oh, no. <laughs> Another movie I like. <laughs> the Marsden verse. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I had a really, really, really wonderful time watching it. And like, I, I know part of, no, okay. I'm not going to like say that this isn't a great movie because I think it is like 100% a great movie. Um, And I, it's absolutely added or supplemented by the fact that, like, I did like it as a kid. Yeah. And, like, honestly, I feel like a huge part of that was um, you, an older brother, like, showing me a cool thing that, like, no one else I knew had watched. And, like, I got clued into a cool thing and really enjoyed it. Aww. And so, if, yeah, so I feel like that's, like, what it was to me as a kid. And now, as I'm, like, getting older and rewatching it, it can be... Like, I just feel like I get it so much more now. Yeah. 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 And again, I'm not saying this is at all a bad movie. I think it's a very good movie, but um, it's hard for me to not kind of pick it apart while I'm watching it, I guess. Yeah. Since we're going to be talking about it. I can't just sit here and be like, that's great. <laughs> There's the three heads. I, they go. Whoop, whoop, yeah, I whoop. like them, too. Yep. The only thing is, like, I really wish. I like want to be more moved by this, I guess. Yeah, yeah. There's no emotional center to this movie, really, for me. Um, 
like I, I can't I, remember. I think the moment is when or the one that I've heard where people like get teary eyed is when they're falling um, and they're just like, I'm happy with you or whatever. Like that seems like the moment where it yeah. would get you. And I kind of wish it did, but yeah. it, it doesn't, unfortunately. Cause like the, the mood or the emotion I want out of it is the first 10 minutes and the train ride. Yeah. I also want the, like, I want the moment of like pure joy and recognition with her and river guy. Okay. Yeah. I guess that just doesn't hit for me. (laughs) I don't know. I get what you're, I get where you're coming from, but uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I also think the hair tie part is really, really nice. That yeah, like cool. almost got me. Yeah, it's very sweet. I don't think I'd ever notice that she brings it home with her. Like they accentuate yeah. the fact that she has it at the end. And I don't think yeah, it's all shiny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of frustrated. But as long as we're as long as I'm like airing my grievances, I find the the actual like very end kind of rushed and not as impactful as it could have been. Like once they've gotten out of the spirit world. Yeah, it's just kind of like a little glib kind of like it's real scary moving to a new town. And then also just cuts into like J-pop, like uh, <laughs> like Celine Dion and Japanese song playing over <laughs> bad looking credits. I don't know. It doesn't really. I would because it's such this like uh, bittersweet kind of thing at the end where it's like she had this yeah. amazing experience, but now she has to kind of go back to the normal life. But they spend about five seconds on that concept. And then, you know, it's not like there was a spirited away too. So you're just kind of left with this, like, uh, just they don't put a stamp on it at the end, I feel like. I think the thing that, okay, like the nightmare scenario is that they leave the spirit world and there's not the branches and leaves on the car. Like the nightmare is that like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe mm-hmm. this was all a dream. It was or all a dream. It, it's in her imagination and like the fact that they give it grounds in reality, I think is really, really important and yeah. makes the ending work for me. It's way more satisfying. Yeah. Because other, yeah, like it feels like every other movie would just have it be that either it's a question mark because they don't acknowledge whether time has passed or not, right. or they explicitly make it seem like it was just, <laughs> she's a kid and made stuff up. Did you even watch this movie? Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Tara, what's our next one? Do you know? No. Oh, yes, I do. It's the cat, whatever. The cat returns. The cat comes back. The cat is back. Looks pretty bad, honestly, right? Um, this. Ooh. I'm not going to say what I was about to say. Um, Is this the one that his son did or is that a different one? No, that's Tales from Earthsea, isn't it? Okay. That's yeah. supposed to that's be, supposed to be a steaming pile of garbo, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait until we watch it and I say, Car, I actually thought this was very good. Let me go to the <laughs> Sounds like Miyazaki would disagree with you. <laughs> well, screw him. He didn't even put any planes into Spirited Away 2001. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of planes, uh-uh. Hamlet. Mm. There's a plane. There is a plane. Yeah. Steve Zahn is on the plane. <laughs> yeah. Car, what did you think of Hamlet starring Ethan Hawke? So I, this one is so hard. Like, okay. I love the vibes. I okay. love the fashion. I love how stupid it seems. I just can't. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a perform. Well, no, that's not true. 
Uh, I've maybe only seen one other performance of a Shakespeare thing. Okay. I just can't understand. Like, I need to be able to read it. Like, <laughs> the meme I kept thinking of. Have you seen the meme where it's like, uh, uh -oh. shoot, I had it pulled up so I wouldn't forget. Oh, but it's God. like, sorry, not going to read all that. Uh, but good for you or sorry that happened. Like, it's just like, I can't. I don't know what they're saying. I even turned on subtitles and it was just like, no, I don't know. I felt stupid and I was just like, ugh. Talk normal. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like you want the Walmart version of Hamlet 2000. Starting I want them to. I thought it was just going to be like every other adaptation or like modern adaptation where like they would change the words, but they kept the words in that. What's up, bro? Yeah, that would have been better. It's this really bro, took the York. wind out of my sails. You have the first scene and it's Ethan Hawke wearing these crazy yellow tinted sunglasses and a stupid hat or whatever. And then it's like... Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm Hamlet. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That. Okay. <laughs> I kind of love the hell out of this movie, Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I understood maybe half the words anyone said in this movie. I also don't think it helps that the audio mixing is terrible. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's all just like rustling of clothes while people are talking. Oh, I was like, let sure. me hear what they're saying. <laughs> um... But it's just such, it's like exactly what I would want out of this. You know? Yeah, it's like exactly what I would want besides the script. And it's just you, so hard to. Ugh. I think you have to have the script. No, it would have been so fun if it was just like Ethan Hawke as this idiot uh, talking normal, I think. But can we agree that their decision to use Shakespearean verse <laughs> makes for a really interesting thing because it's a bunch of people in the year 2000. It's like Kyle MacLachlan in a skyscraper. Yeah. Doing crazy babble talk to Bill Murray. Yeah. Like sometimes it was really fun and it was fun to see them have to work so, so hard to make things fit. Yeah. It's just like... <sighs> Uh, I don't know. I just couldn't follow it enough. That's fair. But yeah. that having to make things fit thing, I think, is why I really liked it, because it was so fun to see yeah. how they're going to get this scene across. You know, like what I yeah. love so much when she's got the pictures, she's got the polaroids mm -hmm. of flowers <laughs> instead of flowers. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. But I love it. It's so much fun. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, I think my other big problem is like, I hate how Ethan Hawke is in this movie. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I think it's a good performance and it, the character works. I just hate him so much. <sighs> this was the first, this was honestly like the first Ethan Hawke performance where I'm like, okay, I get it. <laughs> it was just so perfect. I thought he's got a stupid yeah. hat on, he's yeah. being emo in the limo. Oh. Yeah, like, I. I, 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 it all works, but it, he's just so intolerable, I guess is the right word. Yeah. No, I yeah. hear you. I hear you. <laughs> kind of everybody is in this movie, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it's the Save the Last Dance crazy. Lady did a pretty good job. Julia Stiles, of <laughs> yeah. course. She has such baggy pants. <laughs> <laughs> she sure does. Oh, boy. Yeah. How do you pronounce Liv 
Leave? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was worried about having to say that as well. Leave okay. Schreiber. I like him a lot, though. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. And he works really well in this, I think. Yes. Kyle yeah. McLaughlin's really good. You know who's good is the lady who's in Heat as huh? Al Pacino's wife, because I hate her in Heat. And you know what? I think it might be because she's not written very well in Heat. I think she might actually be good at acting. And it's just they don't know how to write women because she's the only woman in Heat. Yeah, I think that's like a well-known criticism of Heat is like that character is so done so dirty. Yeah, <laughs> like just has awful. no chance of being redeemable. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought she was yeah. really good here. Is she the she's the mom? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, she is good. Oh my god, and like how Denmark is a corporation or whatever. Yeah, that's Come good. On, god. Yeah, it is good. I like the two like you know. Uh, what's the right word? Buddies that are just like hanging around oh, all the time. You know what they remind Rosie me of? Rosencrantz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they remind me of, um, oh, sorry, a bunch of sirens. Um, like in any Portlandia sketch when there's the two weird people that like don't talk at all and they're just like bopping around. <laughs> it gave me those vibes a lot. <laughs> they're just so strange and they're like maybe constantly running somewhere. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> and they're like evil, but not evil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. if I could live inside a movie, I think I would want to live inside Hamlet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's like cool, like, use of New York too. Like, I think this stuff in the Guggenheim is really fun. And, and I, I like know. the, yeah. I just like the, like, the laundromat scene is fun where it's just yeah. like, this is a cool place to put this scene. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good pairing. I'm glad we did both of those. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's I thought in terms of like who could execute who would seem the least weird to have the lines being said by I feel like Murray wins are you like boiling 17 different tea kettles at one time no I think someone's sawing something oh excellent what did you say (laughs) all I heard was sawing (laughs) we're not talking Um, about saw yet car no we're close um the person who I think was the most convincing and saying the lines or like stood out the least was Murray, I thought. Yeah, he was great for that yeah. role, I thought. Yeah. I think Kyle McLaughlin's good at that too. You can put those airs on. Yeah, I agree. Also, like the Kyle McLaughlin characters feel so linked to the showgirls character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Weird bad energy. <laughs> Ooh, he's really good at that though. Yeah, know. he is super good at that. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, not a movie I would probably ever watch again, but it was really fun to see it. Play yeah, on. very fun vibes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Kari, please tell me about Spiral. Um. Without spoiling I feel like anything. I might be too charitable towards it. I have to no, like that's examine what I want. my own bias. That's exactly yeah. what I want, Kari. I be. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to impact your experience at all. Of course. Um. I, it was really fun to just like, yeah, experience a new one of these. Like that was genuinely great. Um, it maybe just like didn't have enough saw in it. Like mm. the what was the last one called? Jigsaw. Jigsaw was like it, it didn't have the same griminess, but it was so yeah. just like fully loaded with traps and madness. And like the morgue people were like these 
horny hotties who were like, just like doing crazy <laughs> stuff all the time and then this yeah. one is like so much like an episode of svu or something uh, with the, like some saw added in yeah so like there's some really fun moments i think chris rock is like awful like really i like i laughed so many times at how bad he was which kind <laughs> of works yeah because it's just like you need some really bad acting in these movies, I oh, think. Absolutely. But it is like it's so much weirder to see a famous person act really poorly than it is to see like some no name person <laughs> act really poorly. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So like, there's. Okay. I feel like the main thing I can point to is like sometimes he screams and they do like the saw effect where like the camera moves weird. It's like ah! no, or it does like nine is... inch nails video thing where it's like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But his scream is the least convincing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Hmm. That being said, there is a 21 Savage remix of the theme song that plays at the end. And I that was so fun. I've listened to it several times since. And it's just an absolute treat. You're you're talking the music that kicks in when Jigsaw says this was planned from the start. Yeah. The game has been going this whole time. Yes. Okay. excellent. Thank you. Yeah. You shouldn't have opened um, that door. Yeah. Uh, th- it is also fun. Like, it's very clear that this is supposed to start up the series again, essentially. Mm. Which I'm totally fine with as long as they get more Saw-like. <sighs> That's the word, Like, right? I'd be it's... fine if I die at age 80 and there are 70 Saw movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can go back, though. What do you mean? They're not going to make Saw 5-2, you know, in the year 2022 <laughs> or something. That was such a time and place and series vibe at that exact moment in time. I don't think you can ever revisit. Because it it, it's just not a movie that exists in any <laughs> other context. Because it's like this insane soap opera movie that has killing in it, you know? Yeah, so, like there has to be some reinventing um yeah. in order for it to sustain. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I want that or not. Like I I don't know. I'll watch whatever saw movie you throw at me forever, but yeah. uh I guess I feel like I've gotten the thing I want out of Saw and now it's just like, oh, comfort food movies that'll keep coming out. Yeah, it is just I like I don't know. I think it's fun when something goes through so many different creators and like it (laughs) still has to (laughs) still has to find a way to maintain some essence of the original thing. Like, I think that's a fun challenge. And like, I, yeah. And like, I don't know. They're bad for the most part, even if they're very fun. And I think that's just like nice. I don't know. Well, that's kind of the comforting too. The comforting thing too is like they already the train went off the rails like seven movies ago, right? So that it's not like precious. It's not like oh, you're right. ruining exactly. Song. Yep. So they can do whatever they want. Yeah, and that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. Hmm. Yeah, so like I, I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to like objectively judge these things. <laughs> right. I would watch it again. I'm also yeah. really curious how different it would have been like at home and not at a theater like it was weird yeah. to sit through a saw movie and like not be able to talk through it right 
<laughs> yeah, or go make like dinner and yeah, get your like laundry. every scene that's just at a police station. I could have just like gotten up and like gotten right. water or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> gone for a walk. Yeah. Come back. Oh, uh, guy's dying, huh? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'm very excited for you to see it at some point. I'm, I'm excited so to see curious it. about your viewpoint. One question I have, Car. Mm-hmm. Do the rooms feel like rooms or do they feel like saw rooms? So they feel not real. Okay, good. But they don't feel not real in the same way. Ah, there's not like... Like Chris Rock lives in an apartment that no one would ever live in. <laughs> there's like black velvet curtains everywhere and pop plants <laughs> on pedestals and I, stuff. I, it feels like the this era's version of that. Like that was very early 2000s, <laughs> gaudy, like bad decoration and now it's just like a different version of bad decoration yes yeah. i love that That's yeah and the clothes are stupid too like oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. i don't know I'm, I'm not at all unsold on spiral so i i have no idea how you'll feel about it absolutely no idea i'm sure i'll like it yeah if is it better than saw 3d car because then i feel like i'm okay which one saw 3D? It has to be better than saw 3D. Saw 3D was the one where the whole movie looked terrible because they made it in 3D, and then there was like the the rookie cop that was new to the movie, and maybe he was evil. Yeah, there's like it's just so tough because this really does feel it. It just feels so much closer to Jigsaw than it does to that. So it's like yeah. hard to hold them up against each other. But I like that. I liked Jigsaw. That's fine. I like that. Yeah, I definitely like Jigsaw more than I like this one. Okay. I kind of yeah. expected that, I guess. Yeah. I Yeah, I have no expectations of this movie other than it's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. They should get Ari Aster to do a Saw movie, dude. <laughs> I don't think I want that. Just like young woman <laughs> screaming for half the movie in grief. Yeah. That sounds awesome. It'd be unpleasant. Speaking of young women screaming in grief, car. Mm-hmm. Kate and Leopold. What's that? That is a rom com starring Meg Ryan and Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, why'd you watch that? I it sounded really interesting, and I actually really liked it. Okay, I have Can a question you give me for you. The plot? Okay. Do we love Meg Ryan? Um. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I um, think I've only seen her in One Hair in Net Valley, but she's she so good in that. Yeah, she was good here. Uh, this is uh, it was like Hugh Jackman's and introducing Hugh Jackman. And Ooh. he's uh, he's like a dandy from like <laughs> 1870. And then he's going to get married to some girl for the money. And he doesn't want to because he's not in love with her. And then our friend Liev Schreiber shows up <laughs> taking pictures of stuff. And he's like, what's this? then?" And he follows him. And then they fall off the bridge. And then he ends up in the year 2000. Um, in Meg Ryan's apartment building, and then they fall in love, and then you know you can guess what the movie's about. But I, I it was very charming and cute, and I liked it a lot. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's like Were you uh, did you believe the romance? It's funny because it's it's of this time. It's a rom com of this era, but it feels kind of more grounded. <laughs> insane given the plot description yeah. you just gave but it's a lot less he i mean it's unrealistic because he's basically perfect Hugh jackman is okay. um 
but there's a lot of just really good scenes where he she is dealing with a lot of stuff and he doesn't at all diminish what she's going through but he's just able to like just give her a different perspective basically because he's from yeah. the year 1870 you know <laughs> Uh, and I, I don't know, is he, I mean, he's like extremely charming in this role. So it's just like, it's just, ah, it's just a warm bath of a movie. I don't know. It was a great supporting cast, uh, rom-com. And it's just, you know, why is, why is every woman in a rom-com from the years 1997 to 2005 <laughs> working for like an ad agency or a magazine? It's the best. Of? It's the best. Well, that's what's Bring happening. Bring it back. <laughs> okay. Bring it back. Yeah. It's so funny because it was so quickly and aggressively outdated by yep. magazines not existing anymore. <laughs> yeah. She works for what? Yeah. She could time travel now. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was just, I didn't, I just thought that the concept sounded cute and I liked these two actors and it was exactly what I needed. And I liked it quite a bit. Can I ask, did Krista watch it? Yeah. Did she like it? Yes. Okay, that's nice. I think so. Yeah. We'll get to another movie we watched that she liked more than I did in a little bit. Ooh, intriguing. One more question, though. Hmm. So does Meg Ryan know that he's from the 1870s? She, basically nobody believes him. Okay. Um, he, Lev, Shri- Lev Schreiber <laughs> is the only one who knows that he's from the past. And he basically gets taken out of the movie very early on because he falls down an elevator shaft. Hmm. And that's how they get around that. <laughs> but then the OK, the really interesting thing is. Really interesting might be overselling it a bit. They treat time travel. They don't smooth out the edges at all. It's like a very. uh um, like the time travel is satisfying because it works the way you think it should. And that's cool at the end. They kind of they kind of do some stuff at the end where it's kind of fun with the time travel stuff. Hmm. Which I was into. It's not just an excuse for these two actors to have this dumb rom-com. They actually do fun sci-fi stuff with it. So Ooh, that's kind of cool. And one of my favorite things is just a very small detail, but it was really cool. I thought is that Lev Schreiber, when he went back in time, he brought a camera with him. So he gets the film developed and you just get this really cool scene of modern camera takes picture of old timey stuff. And I thought that was really cool because it's just like people standing around, but it looks like modern day, you know, because oh, cool. everything's always like portrayed as like a very old timey. But then you just have like, Kodak camera, you know, yeah, point and shoot taking stuff. And I thought that was really cool. So there's just fun. some fun, timey stuff and also charming romance stuff going on. I'm like, OK, OK. Recommended. Also, it looks like Ewan McGregor on the poster and I can't. Oh, really? That. Yeah. Is there a Ewan McGregor rom-com? Uh, do you count Big Fish? Mm, not really, I guess. Mm. Not to diminish that movie. That's a great movie. Oh, I was thinking of Hugh Grant this whole time. Mm. Interesting. Okay. I do like Hugh Jackman as well, so that's just fine. Yes. Um, That's a good question. There must be, right? He's so... Yeah, train spotting too. <laughs> He's so rom-comable. He Moulin is. Rouge, do you count that? Oh, I don't know if I do, Gar. <laughs> um, beginners is like... 
sort of indie rom-com and he's super good in that okay but, but is it's he like the way rom? more serious maybe huh is he the rom yeah it's him and uh person who i'm about to talk about more melanie laurent Ooh, tell me about melanie laurent should i go into it of course oxygen let's oh talk about it yes yes <laughs> Yeah, this is super fun. I had such a wonderful, wonderful time watching this movie. Um, Melanie Laurent uh, plays a person who wakes up in a cryogenic chamber with no memory of how she got there. And there's only 35% uh, oxygen remaining in the chamber. Of course. Um, And it goes like a million different directions that I would never have predicted. Um... And just kind of like loses its mind at the end in a really, really fun way. And yeah, I don't know. I like I love those types of movies like someone's stuck somewhere and has to get their way out. Um, And it like it it does the claustrophobic thing for like a few minutes. And then I kind of got used to it. That was my concern is like, I don't think I can handle uh, thinking about what it would feel like to be in that position for too long. Right. And I don't know, like maybe I just got over it pretty quickly, but it like didn't really bother me um, the entire way through, which was nice. And she's just the best. I really, really like her a lot. And it was fun to see her uh, be in a kind of like fun, stupid thing. Does Chris Pratt come rescue her halfway through? No, thank God. Okay. Jesus just Christ. Just checking. Okay. Yeah, this sounds really um, cool, Car. Yeah, yeah, it was like it's new on Netflix. Like uh, it's in French, which makes it feel like not as trashy, which is kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, I had a really nice time. I don't know that there's. I don't want to like give away any of the twists because they are really fun. Um, But I thought the acting was like very good, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I have a hard time picturing how you would ring ninety minutes out of someone being in a pod. You know. Yeah, it totally never gets boring, but it was like 45 minutes in and I paused it and I was like, how are they going to get 45 more out of this? Right. Um, And that's where like all of the twists and turns start to come (laughs) into play sort of thing. Um, And yeah, I don't know. I like it it just I like um, movies that sort of take place in real time, too, which this one does like it. She kind of has 90 minutes at the start and you're just watching each of those minutes play out, essentially, which is really, really fun. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it. I I, I wish I could like talk more about it, but yeah, I don't want to spoil it. Where would I know Melanie Laurent from? Um, she is the main lady in Inglorious Bastards is a big one. Oh, true. Yeah, she's so fun and cool. I like her so much. Um, Enemy she's in i feel like she's the she might be one of the two wives mm, i don't remember <laughs> beginners is the other one where that i know her from a lot okay. did you yeah. say there's a movie called enemy yeah that's the two jake gyllenhaals oh okay that's yeah. her I'm not the one you're thinking of, or at least not the one I was thinking of. There's two, the two blonde ladies, I think, that play the two right. wives of the two Jake Gyllenhaal. She's the pregnant one, right? Or no? No, she's the other one. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so, like they did that Which I didn't purpose. even remember. I yeah. own, yeah, I didn't remember Melanie Laurent being in that. 
That's a cool movie. There she is. That is a cool movie. Who played the spider? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Paul Rudd as the spider. Yeah, Paul Rudd's fun. Okay. Are you passing the baton, Carter? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Go long. Um, huh? <laughs> I watched Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the new Jolie. That's the new Jolie, dude. Okay. Yours is Joseph the first Lee. opinion I'm absorbing about this, so give it to me. Oh, well, I'm a little biased because this is like wheelhouse territory because it's just a dumb action movie. Ooh. Like late 90s style styles going on. I thought it was fine. Okay. I didn't think it was really remarkable in any way, but it was very enjoyable. Okay. The thing I thought about a lot while I was watching it is, is there a difference between good and enjoyable? Yeah, I think so. Is there? Yeah. Can you quantify that in star ratings? <laughs> no. I think about that a lot because I think there are two different reasons why something can have a high star rating. One is that it's good and the other is that it's enjoyable. Obviously, okay. the best case scenario is that it's both. But. Okay. So you're saying they're not the same, but they might be... Uh, you might be able to exchange one for the other. The <laughs> yeah, bank. honestly, yeah. Okay. Okay, well, I thought this was uh, above average on the enjoyable meter, but maybe a little below average on the quality meter or something. Okay. Can you um, give me the general plot? Yeah, there's barely any plot. It's not okay. It's not that kind of movie, you know. Uh, it's just um, this kind of vague thing happens where uh, the guy from... Game of Thrones and the guy from Mad Max are hunting this kid down in Montana and his dad has been taken care of already. So it's just the kid. And then um, Angelina Jolie is like a firefighter who's haunted by her past. And she's at one of the fire watch stations and then they cross paths and then she's trying to get him uh, to safety. Okay. So it's uh, this kind of just like um, fairly wrote action movie set against a wildfire in Montana that the bad guys start. And it also has Shane from The Walking Dead in it. John Aaron Falls. Yeah, I, I really like him. This is Taylor Sheridan. I didn't know that. Yes. Interesting. OK, Who people apparently think is maybe slumming it a little bit with this movie. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with uh, his stuff, but uh, no, I mean, I th I think it's fine, and like I said, it's really enjoyable. But uh, it's the kind of movie where there's plot lines, but they'd never really do anything satisfying. You know, they're just kind of there to propel this movie along so that fun action scenes can happen, and that happens. Okay. Do you does Angelina get to do fun action stuff? Um, I mean. Yes, I guess, but uh, I, I'm I'm having trouble kind of putting it into words. But like, very little of the movie is like her fighting someone or something. You know, it's mm. a lot of just like them trying to get through the worst state in the union or something. Like Montana seems like a nightmare, and there's this forest fire happening, and there's thunderstorms and stuff. So it's a lot of just like her being kind of like protective and like confident for this kid as they deal with nature. And then maybe at the end she goes into like action lady mode and whoops 
some dudes or something maybe okay i want to see that but i mean that all works just fine and it's like it's a perfectly serviceable action movie but it also didn't like i've i've i'm done with it like it's just you know it's okay. just like it filled that time and it was fine but i'm not yeah beholden to it at all hmm. i like i mean like almost everyone in the cast seems pretty wonderful that's a yeah, good group no. of people I, I i never felt like it was bad at all it's just it's yeah. not very remarkable i don't know okay is that hbo yep that's one of their okay. this was in theaters if you're cool <laughs> or you can watch it on your tv for free cool. <laughs> whichever one you want to do what's up to that you? is cool so yeah we didn't go to the theater to watch this movie but you can there you go i'm sure it would look fine on a big screen but oh yeah the dad who gets capped very early on has the same car as me so that was cool oh really but in blue oh my god wow i want it i know i love blue okay me love blue car what else have you been watching <laughs> okay. um i saw the killing of two lovers Ooh. um shortly after we talked last week mm. which i'd never heard of before um but i thought was quite good it's like this very <laughs> I feel like the energy drinks wearing off car <laughs> sip time i'm i'm regulating my consumption I um i did just take another sip um hmm. so it's I like it, it reminded me a lot of um Manchester by the Sea, which I feel like Oof. that's like the letterbox comment for this one is like, Oof. it's like Casey Affleck. And it is. It, but I liked this much more than I like Manchester by the Sea. It's well, yeah. the story of this guy who, um, it, like you open the movie on him in someone else's house with pointing a gun at two people in a bed. And it just kind of goes from there. And the... I guess like backstory is that him and his wife, they have like three, four kids together. Um, they're sort of splitting up, but trying to make it work. But she's seeing other people sort of thing. Mm. Um, and it's just like this very, very tense uh, look at a marriage falling apart and how the kids are dealing with it <laughs> and how this man is truly like so terrifying. Okay. Um yeah, it was very intense, I thought. Okay. Um, but I thought it worked really well um, and scared me a lot. And yeah. Is it like yeah. toxic masculinity type thing or is it more like? It's like extreme anger issues type thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, like in a way that I like, I, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, but like any sort of big temper really really freaks me out yeah and it really freaked me out here and i didn't know anything about this actor but apparently that's kind of what he's like in real life which is scary uh, um wait tom yeah. cruise is in it <laughs> okay, <very good>. <laughs> <laughs> um but i thought they did do a really good job of like capturing like a small town dynamic and feel like it kind of reminded me of um oh what's it the denis villeneuve uh prisoners in that way where it's like yeah. okay this actually feels like what a small town is like kind of um 
and I think like portrayed certain types of people really well. Um, and like it looked cool and like a cool soundtrack and everything. Like I I thought it was a really well done just sort of indie drama essentially. Um, that I would recommend if you're down for like just being tense for like ninety minutes. Um, yeah, that's what this podcast is for. Car, do you Ooh. like Manchester by the Sea? I can't tell. No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Is it the case? Parts of it are very good. Yeah. It is partially the casing. Also, just like I don't know how to explain it. It just mm. like feel. It's like the most mm. masculine movie. You know what I mean? Mm. Like every part of that movie feels like it's so, so, so told from a male perspective without like any consideration from like other people's points of view that's a girl yeah and like the lucas hedges uh character is so gross and annoying and i don't know like the only part that like really really gets me and i do think is a wonderful wonderful part of the movie is the scene where he sees michelle williams uh she's like out walking with the stroller or whatever um like that i think really hits home and like is super effective but everything else just like i don't know i feel yeah his life sucks and that's bad but i don't know i like when he can't get the meat into the freezer is that lucas hedges or is that casey that's lucas hedges yeah okay yeah i can relate <laughs> yeah and the entire beginning is like casey affleck as is he a plumber is that right and he like he's uh, like a ladies gigolo it seems like i don't know yeah well a lady's hitting on him and he's acting like it's like number one why would i don't know <laughs> never mind <laughs> uh-oh the energy drink's getting on top of a car yeah, it's a casey affleck thing um yeah so that was good <laughs> what was if the name that's of what the, you're down for the movie we're actually talking about killing of two lovers thank you who's the director yeah. Uh, Robert McCoy, McCoy? Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I think all pretty small movies. I think this premiered at Sundance. Sure. Um, and it's now like making its way to theaters. Oh, yeah. this is like a now movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah, I saw this okay. in a theater. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I saw a trailer for this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like a bearded dude, right? And he's like angry yep. at the world. Okay, cool. Yeah, he's so angry. It's terrifying. Hmm. Yeah. On its face, that sounds kind of unappealing, Car, but I believe you that it was a good movie. It was very transportive in theaters. Like, I felt so immersed in all in the entire time. There's, like, a very tense soundtrack that accompanies it. Oof. That I, It was, like, both kind of manipulative, maybe, sure. but also, like, does work to keep you engaged the entire time. Isn't all great art manipulative? Okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Cardio and the other movies to talk about. Um, I watched Smooth Talk, which Yeah. It, yeah, I was like I'd been I think this is one of those that like is sort of being dug up right now. Like I've seen hmm. people like tweeting about this and stuff. Um and it's early Laura Dern. Uh, the general idea is like she's like 15 or 16 in high school is sort of like having her sexual awakening and things like sort of go sour. Um, I think it's based on a, why can't I remember the lady's name? Oats. 
<laughs> Why can't I never remember her name? Famous Oats? author. Oates is the last name. Oh. Joyce Carol Anyways, um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and like most of it, like 60 of the minutes are um, bad family dynamics between Laura Dern and her mom. Christ and Christ girl and the like laura dern and her friends like at the mall and at like a uh uh diner like flirting with boys and then like there's this half hour chunk that is just like kind of terrifying and like is what the when things go wrong part huh we got to get you out of this loop car you just keep watching <laughs> movies that are terrifying <laughs> hamlet can i help you somehow is there what can i do for you car well here Okay, so here's the thing. It felt super weird because I didn't really get into this one. Like, I, oh, okay. it was good, and I thought, like, Laura Dern is amazing. I don't know. It, it just, like, didn't click the right way for me or something. Um, even though it, like, felt like all of the pieces were there. Mm, pizza. There is something weird about, like... I mean, number one, there's something weird about about i don't know just any movie where you're dealing with like uh creepy men and teenage girls that's a tough one sure um and it's weird because like laura dern is just so like laura dern to me yep so it's weird to see her like as a kid i don't know like there were it just like wasn't working Hmm. in my head very well even though i think she plays like a kids super well in blue velvet and like that makes yep. sense that she's like a teen girl to me um yeah. but this just like truly felt like laura dern um um i don't know i don't yeah, yeah. i don't know what much is i like i don't regret watching it i thought parts of it were really really good it just like i thought this was gonna be like a holy cow i can't believe i haven't seen this sort of thing and it didn't end up being that did twitter lie to you car maybe that's it <laughs> let's do this thing we're rumbling there was like a, a lot of fun i don't know when laura dern's like happy in the movie it's really nice because she's fun but yeah <laughs> same yeah i think that's it okay how about you i don't have anything else but i do have a quiz for you car love it i thought we would tie the uh the two threads here together <laughs> In a way, mm-hmm. if I might. Is this where Celsius comes into play? Yes. <laughs> Car, I have a list of things in front of me. I need yep. you to tell me, is it an energy drink, okay. a movie, yeah. or, both? or both? Yeah, okay, very good. You ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monster. Both. <laughs> correct cool razor wire razor wire what a stupid name for either razor wire i'll uh i should note i did as much research as i thought was appropriate (laughs) so it's possible on the fourth page of google results there's like uh you know a weird energy drink or something. But. Yeah, some guy is making them in like his apartment <laughs> I did in Brooklyn the, or something. I did the bare minimum. Okay. Um, I'll go just energy drink. Correct. Okay, cool. Celsius. 
Yeah, I'm gonna go both for Celsius. No, just a drink. Really? Just a drink. According to Letterboxd. We should make a movie. (laughs) Celsius. I mean, Celsius (laughs) on its own doesn't mean anything. Yeah, neither does... uh, (laughs) What was... uh, Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. Nexus. Huh. Um, movie only. Both. Both. Nexus energy drink. Nexus energy. That's awesome. Awesome. Iron (laughs) Eagle. No. (laughs) Iron Iron Eagle. Oh, God. Movie only, please. Correct. Oh, thank God. Jesus Christ. Quicksilver. Uh, both. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know your energy. Drinks, Is Quicksilver this, like, it, that's also that clothing company, right? Sure. Too many. I think it's an X-Men also, but I don't know that for sure. <laughs> Thunderbolt. Both. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Kill Cliff. No. Kill Cliff. What do these words make you think of? Kill Cliff. Movie. Drink. Really? Kill Cliff is a drink? Blast. Wait, I gotta look up Kill Cliff really quick. Carly, no cheating! Uh, Oh, it's a CBD drink. Oh, great. Cool. What's the next one? Blast. Both. Yes. Unstable. (laughs) If that's an energy drink, I'm going to say just movie. Correct. Thank God, Jesus. Transcend. Both. Yes. Cool. Mother. No. (laughs) What's an exclamation point? Uh... We'll be a little, we'll be a little wishy-washy on the, the <laughs> exclamation point. Both. Yep. Yeah. Mother. Mother energy. Get me a mother. <laughs> the last one is cube. Both. Yep. Wow. Well done, Car. Thank you. You only got two wrong. Well, what were the two? Celsius and Killcliff. Killcliff is so crazy. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Car. That shouldn't now be that the you're name our, of anything. <laughs> our energy drink expert, Carly. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. What are we watching for next time, Car? Ah, uh, okay. Um, I'm caught between not a rock and a hard place because both options are good. Can but... I give you mine, and then I can yeah, kind yeah. of color your decision? I was thinking uh, Miami Vice from like 2006 Ooh, or whatever. Yes, yes. I'm down. It's Michael Mann up in here. That's Colin Farrell, right? Not it yeah, sure is. Coked yeah. out Colin Farrell on a boat shooting. Oh, that's people. awesome. Oh, it's Michael Mann too. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Sick. Um, I'll take it easy then. Let's okay. go with enough said. Is that enough said or enough said? Enough. Okay, what is that car? I'm unfamiliar. It's a rom com starring Julia Louis Dreyfus, who we oh. love. Oh. And Tony Collette and James Gandolfini and Catherine Keener. That's an all-star cast. Oh my gosh. Am I looking at the right movie? Yes. I assume yeah. so. 
Okay. Yeah, it's two people sitting on a stoop or something. <laughs> yep. Stoop kid never leaves the stoop. And yeah. neither does Julia Louise Dreyfus. <laughs> um, yeah, I love her so much. Okay, that sounds excellent. Okay, cool. Um, what would you, how would you rate your, uh, energy? Have you had energy drinks before? Yeah, of course. I've had a okay. Red Bull or two. Okay. All right. But as I like that a might be kind of it. Mm, sometimes. Okay. But you've had just a straight Red Bull yeah. right into your veins. Okay. That's definitely like a more aggressive flavor, but I think I'd rather have it than what I'm having now. What are you having now again? Alani New. Is it N-O-O? N-U, I think. Again, oh. it does also look like a Z and a C. So it's, hmm. I have no idea. Really weird packaging. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Card, well, let's go watch an anime about a cat. Mm. Hmm. I'm not excited about this one, I'm going to be honest. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, folks at home, get excited to hear Carly kind of be dismissive of it in a week's time.